Discover FX's Shogun, the official podcast available now. Every legend begins with a story. Listen and explore episode by episode the story of war, passion, and power set in feudal Japan. Join host Emily Yoshida each week with the creators, cast, and crew in this exclusive companion podcast. They dive deep into the twists and turns of the plot, go behind the scenes, and explore the real-life history that informed the limited series based on James Clavell's best-selling novel. Search FX's Shogun wherever you listen to podcasts. Tax season is approaching, bringing potential extra cash your way. Rather than spending it all on an expensive deal filled with yada yada from your current wireless plan, consider switching to Metro by T-Mobile for no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada you don't take yada yada in life don't take yada yada from your wireless provider metro by t-mobile has no contracts no credit checks no surprises and nada yada yada stop by one of over six thousand metro stores nationwide this episode is brought to you by alienware during dell tech fest score game-changing innovations with limited time deals on select next-gen alienware gaming tech new dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the alienware m18 laptop powered by an intel core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals liquid cooling three-dimensional audio with dolby atmos and impressive overclocking potential your dream setup amazing prices and free shipping await you for a limited time only at alienware dot com slash deals that's alienware.com slash deals welcome to 500 greatest songs a podcast based on rolling stones hugely popular influential and sometimes controversial list i'm Brittany spanos and i'm rob sheffield we're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great from classics like fleetwood max dreams to the ronettes be my baby and modern day classics like the killer's mr brightside listen to rolling stones 500 greatest songs on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We are joined, as always, with our super producer, Alexis, codenamed Doc Holiday Jackson. Most importantly, you are you. You are here. And that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. It is, once again, one of our favorite times of the week where we hear from our favorite part of this show, which is you, our fellow conspiracy realist. Today is really interesting because uh, in this week's segment, we are going to see some follow-ups on the center of the universe out there in Oklahoma. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about HVAC in a way you may not expect. Uh, We're going to learn a legend about someone very into toes. And then we're going to talk about some conflicts of interest from our long-suffering, uh, long-suffering institution, the United States Postal Service. So maybe we go in in the order that we named things. I think we were all pretty excited to hear back from so many of our fellow listeners about the center 
of the universe. And Matt, that's a story that you brought up originally, right? And we talked a little bit about uh, the science of acoustics. We talked a little bit about the origin of the place, but Noel, we all received an excellent little piece of correspondence, which uh, I think really, really raises the bar for some emails here because we get a picture as well. We did get a picture, um, and we also got a firsthand account of the acoustical phenomenon that uh, is described there, the center of the world location in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, we heard kind of conflicting things about it sounding like one of those echo chambers where, yeah, I don't know if you've ever been to one of those. Actually, they have it at a lot of kind of hipster playgrounds for kids where there'll be like a tube that you can sort of whisper into and it'll travel and like you'll hear it, you know, on the other side, or there'll be like a, a kind of like a bubble where where there are also different tubes that are coming out and it'll transfer sound from one bubble to the other, again, using reflections and just sound, the way sound waves travel, kind of utilizing that. So that was sort of what I was picturing, sort of a science center, hipster playground kind of experience. But uh, Snickers wrote us a letter and um, gave us a much more detailed account. Uh, so here we go. Hey guys, here is a picture of me standing at the center of the universe in Tulsa in 2015. Uh, sure enough, there she is. She's uh, standing in the center. It looks like kind of like like a, a brick uh, inlaid sort of like um, historical marker kind of placard kind of thing that you might see on like a city's like river walk or something like that um, in a circle standing in the middle of it. Uh, Snickers goes on. At the time, there was no sign. Uh, and again, this is just like sort of an array of bricks. It doesn't really have a placard on it. It just kind of has that look. Uh, there was no sign. And if the website I found describing it hadn't told me how to find it, I never would have known I was in the right place. People walked past on their way to and from work. Several looked at us as if they didn't know why anyone would be there. It seemed to be between business districts, parking garage, and large office buildings, but not arranged in any particular way around that spot. You can see that the brick pattern is centered around the spot I was standing. Um, that's what I was describing. Uh, so going on. Now, to my memory, the auditory effect was really bizarre. It didn't so much amplify or reverberate my own voice, but everything other than that, other than what was coming from the spot in the center sounded muted. So it's almost like a noise cancellation kind of effect. Um, so the only sounds I could hear standing there were the ones I was making. My traveling companion tried it out too, and despite reports, we didn't notice any distortion of our voices from outside the circle, but they reported a similar effect. We messed around with this for the better part of an hour. Uh, that's a testament in and of itself that something interesting was going on, uh, including standing as close together as we could and super quietly whispering to each other. And we could hear things we were sure we wouldn't have been able to hear in all but the quietest nights. Neat. Again, the people passing by didn't show any sign of understanding what we were doing, which led us to speculate that it may not have been well known among the locals, which also seemed unlikely. And they also go on to say, I found this and other interesting roadside attractions for a cross-country road trip on the Atlas Obscura website. And I think all three of us, uh, four of us, everyone pretty much in the How Stuff Works uh, family, uh, big fans of Atlas Obscura. And then signs it Snickers and gives us permission to use the information, requests that we obscure their face if uh, posting the picture. I don't think we'll need to post the picture. Very I think the description, Very Yeah, I think the description is, uh, is, is good enough. And uh, what a cool email. I, I can't, I mean, that to me, the closest thing, it would be almost as if you were sharing a noise cancellation experience with somebody else, 
which I can't fully understand how scientifically that would be possible because it's a very personal thing. It's using, you know, these kind of falsely generated subsonic waves to cancel out other uh, subsonic waves that are in the environment. I think the acousticians out there might take issue with the way I've uh, described that, but I think I'm doing a relatively decent You're layman's job. It. You're nailing it. I, I also figured out how to build one. And there was a... Uh, there was for a time a children's museum here in Atlanta, Georgia, named Sidetrack. Do you guys remember Sidetrack? Yes. No. Uh, it may have been while you were in Augusta, Noel, but uh, Sidetrack for many years was the coolest field trip you could take. <laughs> and uh, and they had, they had something similar, some acoustic trickery, such that one could whisper into a funnel on one side of a very large room. There you go. And yeah. then, and then hear the whispers at the other funnel on the other side of the room. And I figured out how to build one. I just need a bigger space. So, uh, no, Matt, I love this. I love that we are encountering this. We also got a lot of great correspondence about other places called the center of the universe, which caused me to look up the actual scientific quote unquote center of the universe tried to find the big bang maybe an episode for another day that's exciting i, I can tell us you, where it is hope you locate it holy cow <laughs> on the edge of my seat and that's not just because i'm sitting uncomfortably this is you know directly a result of of, of your uh, discovery but i like that you're gonna keep us uh, keep us guessing and i do think that would be a fun episode it's true though like the idea of the center of the universe is almost the same as like best cup of coffee in new york or something sure. it's like a thing yeah. you can just say you don't really have to back it up with paperwork or even geography, really. Um, but this place, whether or not it has anything to do with any kind of cosmological effects uh, due to, you know, geolocation, it is pretty cool. And obviously something's going on. And we talked about it, um, Matt in the uh, segment about it having to do with, you know, the reverberation off of these nearby office parks and, you know, parking garages and the like, but I just don't, that doesn't account for what she's talking about here. This is a reverse reverb, essentially. This is like noise canceling. Uh, a reverse yeah. reverb, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Uh, I know that there is, some, there is some thought that it is, in fact, the way in which you can see in the picture that we were sent, the way in which the concrete border is mm -hmm. and the fence. There's like a concrete fence as well along the bridge there. Something about mm -hmm. the interaction with air and reverberation traveling through those, as well as reverberating off that low uh, concrete fence or whatever that is, bench or something that is yeah. there in the background. It's like something about yeah, that interaction. Benches, which also reminds me of standing stones. Uh, you know, the yeah, I, yeah there, there is something similar to that because stone does reverberate. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys want me to spoil the current scientific consensus about the center of the universe. Do you want, Why do you want to hear That's it now what we do here. or should we, should we hold? I think we did it in the last episode a little bit, but let's, let's talk about it. According to the brightest minds, humanity has produced up to 2022. There is no actual center for the universe. There is no spoon. Anyway, <laughs> this is a, uh, Oh, you're know talking about the actual center of the universe. Yeah, 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 yeah. I tried to, I tried to find the origin point, and uh, I actually, you guys know I hate phones. I spoke with some folks, uh, and yeah, 
There's not well, one. Well, devil's advocate here for the sake of argument, say there were, the chances that it would be on Earth would be pretty unlikely. No, there's no, there's no chance. Uh, yeah. It's definitely not in Tulsa. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, you know. Uh, the human, I mean, it's just uh, likely to be there as anywhere, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's just, yeah, I'm not, 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 no, no ding on Tulsa. Uh, <laughs> it's apparently, I mean, it's got some really rich, interesting history. Uh if anyone's aware of the Tulsa race riots, I mean, that is something that was buried in American history for the longest time. I didn't really know much about it until that show, uh, the, the Watchmen on HBO, made it kind of the central uh, feature of the lore of that show. Um, really crazy. It was absolutely a massacre uh, of, of black professionals um, living in a town that they felt safe in by the Klan, who just came in uh, brazenly with, like, airplanes even, like, literally air raided. It was a war. Absolutely. No, I think you may have been. I think you may have been on an adventure uh, when Matt and Codename Doc and I were talking about Tulsa in the larger context of what is called the Red Summer. Uh, It's it's something that I'm really glad you're bringing up because uh, more people need to know the things that are often excised from grade school textbooks. Also check out our episode. I feel like I'm always plugging our episodes. Check out our episode on <laughs> the textbook war. It's uh, it's global and it is one of the, um, I think one of the early versions of information warfare. Exactly. And not to get controversial, I just wanted to bring this up briefly because it just pisses me off. I don't understand what the beef is. Like we know these things happen. Isn't covering it up? Doesn't that just make us look like, and not to get, to soapbox or anything, but we did just recently have a discussion about critical race theory um, on, I believe, an episode of of, uh, of Listener Mail. Um, it's confusing to me as to why something like this would be excised from history and why the idea of teaching the mistakes that we as a country have made historically uh, is in any way controversial. You know, mm-hmm. it just seems like the people that would be making a decision to soften the blow of these types of stories or literally cut a story like this out of history books are somewhat complicit in perpetuating that kind of racism as opposed to teaching things that happened in the past in the hopes that younger generations could learn from them. Agreed. When you were on Adventure, uh, Matt, Doc and I talked in depth about about just the same thing. So if you feel that you are soapboxing alone, whether you are a conspiracy realist, whether or, or whether you're on the show with us, no worries. The truth is the truth, and attempts to change it will always eventually fall short of their insidious goals. That's what I would say. I, I don't think there's anything sanctimonious nor self-righteous about being honest about the past. And I agree with you 100%. That empowers us to better face the future, which is going to be crazy. By oh, the way. boy, the future. Am I right? I was going to have another little email snippet to give us a sort of a How Stuff Works lesson on a piece of tech that we discuss in another Strange News episode. But I think I'll keep this one in my back pocket for next time. Uh, so let's take a quick break and then we'll be back with some more listener mail. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hey guys, it's Rich Davis from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance or any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew could stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you could sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter what your style, you could drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. And we are back. And we are jumping to the phone lines, everybody. Oh, yes, this is exciting. We got a message from Olrando. That's O L R A N D O. Olrando sent us. Listen here, old. (laughs) Olrando sent us this message. And oh, guys, can't wait to tell you some of the places I've visited on the internet today. Here we go. Hey, guys. And Doc Holliday or Paul Michigan Drill Deccan, whomever is helming the crew. Uh, there are a million things that I want to ask you guys to look up, but this one, I'll keep it light for this one. There's this old rumor in Nova Scotia. I'm from Toronto. My now wife, her whole family is from Nova Scotia and her mom and all of her family members and all their friends talked about 
the Halifax Toe Tickler. And apparently, throughout decades, like 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, there have been reports of people who say that someone was breaking into their house and literally just tickling their toes and then leaving. It's the weirdest ongoing rumor, and I tried to look it up, and I couldn't find anything. So if you guys find anything about this weird-ass rumor, I would love to know more about it and tell the family. Uh, You guys can use this on air. You can call me old rando. Okay. Bye. There we go. Love it. Love it. Old rando. Oh, boy. Uh... He just keeps randoing along, you know. He does. So, Matt, you you ruined your search history on this one, as though I, our search histories weren't already trim on some lists. I did. <laughs> I will tell you about some forums I found uh, in a moment. So, first of all, I spoke a little bit with Orando, and he gave me uh, just a few pieces of information. Oh, the first one that you need to know: if you happen to be in the Toronto area, look up. Archive Wine Bar. Old Rando can neither confirm nor deny that he is a part of such establishment, uh, but Archive Wine Bar looks amazing. I would check it out. (laughs) Okay, so Old Rando says that uh, people in Halifax just seem to know about this, as as he stated in his message there, and it's something that's just been floating around the family for a while. It's always one of those secondhand stories, you know, like, it happened to my roommate or I, I knew somebody in college or, you know, it happened to this person or that person. Generally, it's not a firsthand account that's given, but it's just a rumor. It's a legend. But it started somewhere, I would argue. Old Rando noted that Halifax is a pretty small city. Uh, you know, this is a generalization, but he said people often don't keep their windows locked, uh, you know, especially depending on the temperature, that window might be open a little bit or just closed but not locked. Same with doors. But many of the stories have to do with window entry. So it would be someone went up the fire escape in the apartment complex or the building that we lived in, gained entry to the home through an open window. This person awoke to their feet being exposed to the cold air And the window was wide open when they awoke and it was shut when they, you know, went to bed or something. And Mm. they had this weird sensation. They just knew someone had been tickling their feet or they heard someone, Mm. you know, quickly escaping via the fire escape. As old Rando said, there's not a lot about this online. In fact, there is zero about this online. And I challenge you, everyone listening to find something and send it our way. Because I could not. I was unsuccessful. Sad. Very sadly. But what I did find, guys, will scar hmm. me forever. Oh, boy. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Oh, God. Everybody's yeah, well, so conscious of their feet right now. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, yeah, let's start there. We are all conscious of our feet. Imagine, if you will. <laughs> Waking up in the middle of the night, your one of your feet, maybe both of your feet, are outside of the covers, and you can feel someone or something tickling them as you startle awake. That's first of all, your first mistake was keeping your feet outside the covers, okay? Because that is an absolute no-no. Well, the monsters will get you. 
That's how the monsters get you. Everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah. Well, now imagine your living situation. Are there other people in your home that you can account for that should be there? Maybe it's one of them. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just mm -hmm. your spouse. Maybe it's a child. Maybe it's a dog. Uh, maybe it's a roommate. Uh, when maybe you call out to that roommate or person and they don't respond. And then that person quietly backs out of the room and then books it for your front door and just takes off. What if there's a little bit of light in your room and the person you can tell is wearing some kind of ski mask while they're tickling your feet? Let me, may I interject for a moment to of course. once again, once again, Matt, Doc, Noel, I think ben. this is a, per thank you. I think this is a perfect situation for shoe feet, which are the <laughs> shoes that look like feet. Uh, Decoy feet. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. Basically. Yeah. You won't be caught by a Halifax toe tickler if you sleep with shoe feet. So, all right, we're done with that. They sponsor the podcast. It's Illumination <laughs> or, Global Unlimited. You could use the same kind of trick the magicians use to cut their assistants in half. You know, the fake legs where like the actual legs are tucked back and then there are these like fake feet that stick out that are on the ends of poles. I mean, it's a lot to ask, you know, to mm. do this every night for fear that you might be the victim of a, uh, a serial home invader slash tickler. But you can't be too careful. Mm -hmm. We're giving you options, folks. Uh, we need to come along with a new line from Shoe Feet called Slipper Feet and or Sock Feet. Uh, just for the, you know, when you're sleeping, you don't want to have a full shoe on. But right. <laughs> it's a good it needs to be breathable. Yeah. Um, so, guys, this isn't just a fable. This isn't just a legend. Mm, there okay. are actual stories you can find online. You can also find them at newspapers.com and other places like that, where it was just a small piece that was written in some local newspaper in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. If you look at the Hartford Current, which is writing about Glastonbury, Connecticut, they have a story there from 1998 titled Silent Unnerving Visits in the Night. This is the first line. Quote, most of the women were awakened by a light tug or a tickle on their feet. Nothing painful, but certainly unexpected in the middle of the night. Groggy, they open their eyes to see a stranger kneeling at the end of their beds, touching or tickling their feet. As the women's screams pierced the night's silence, the tall, slender intruder ran out of their bedrooms, through their homes, and outside into the darkness. This is a... <laughs> End quote. I don't love it, Matt. I don't love I it. I don't love it. I don't love it either. Uh... This is horror movie stuff. They're saying that this is something that's been happening, at least when this was written, in Glastonbury, Connecticut, every spring since 1994. And there was a person that was unknown that was titled The Tickler, who was a criminal that living somewhere near that area that would do this on a regular basis. There were 11 cases confirmed since 1994, between a four-year period between 94 and 98. Uh, it's real. You could read about this. It's, it's horrifying. Horrifying. Yeah. It, but it sounds like there might be a frauderist at play, right? Am I using that word correctly? I have no idea. Uh, frauderism is a uh, frauderism is a thing that people. It's a repetitive sexual urge 
to gain gratification essentially by physically rubbing against another person, aka the reason that uh, Japan, nation of Japan, had uh, female identifying only train lines hmm. because of the rise of fraud. And also, you know, this reminds me of um, God, no, what was it we did? Uh, it was ridiculous history. We had uh, the Mad Gasser. The Mad Gasser. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, he was such a pop cultural hit that there was even like a tiny figure uh, made of him in some series of 1980s, like creepy, uh, you know, figurine miniatures. Mm, yeah. That was a thing. Yeah. That was definitely a thing. Also, you know what? Now that I'm just thinking out loud here, Matt, but um, I believe is not quite frauderism or being a fruiteur, uh because it's not involving human private parts right it's intimate parts and i think it was matt correct me if i'm wrong here but did you not fairly recently tell us you you don't want people around your feet i did do not, <laughs> so do not touch sensitive. my feet i don't care how intimate we are do not touch my feet <laughs> <laughs> so this hitting you on a personal note, but you were able to verify this is a real thing. It's a real thing. Oh, oh yeah, this is a real thing. And it's not just Connecticut. We head on over to Boston, Mass. There was another set of incidents. This coming to us in 2014 from Boston.com. Serial, quote, tickler breaking into Boston College students' homes. Another no. spate of toe ticklers. Or a, a toe tickler. Maybe the same one. The person in Connecticut was never caught. Maybe this person went to college or, uh, you know, or moved out Boston way. Uh, so it's it's really creepy. There were at least 10 sightings of the, quote, so-called tickler in and around Boston College in 2014. Uh, that's from the Boston Police Department. You can read this right now online. It's a... Uh, it's all horrifying. It's out there. It exists. I assure you, old rando, there probably was a toe tickler. There's just not a lot recorded about the sightings and or accosting. What do we what do we call it? It was an assault. It is. Yeah, it's a it physical techni assault. Technically, yeah, it's an assault. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's one of the creepiest ones ever. The one in Connecticut, by the way, they confirmed that entry was made via unlocked doors. So just Going around. Oh, this one's unlocked. Here we go. Someone's getting tickled in here tonight. That's how I imagine the toe tickler sounds. Mm -hmm. So, guys. He's a, he's, a, he's a silly, goofy <laughs> guy, you know? Yeah. Not nefarious. No. Not nefarious at no, all. No, Just, no. oh, whimsical no. toe tickler. And it's funny. A Willy Wonka-esque <sighs> tickler. And it sounds funny. I assure you until it happens to you, no. as was reported it's in awful. both of those articles I mentioned, mm -hmm. where once mm -hmm. it once it... Once your personal physical space is uh, intruded upon like that, it is not funny anymore. I mean, let's just imagine this person broke into your home and just sat and watched you sleep. I mean, that's horrific in and of itself. I'm giggling at the word when you say toe tickler because it's just fun to say. The alliteration is absolutely uh, delightful. But no, this is a an invasion, first of all. And second of all, it is... An assault, uh, even if it's not causing the person any physical pain, it is uh, absolutely something that could cause someone to experience serious uh, PTSD for a long time, just to be sure. invaded and, and, uh, and you know, um, violated in that way.
no, no, no joking around, even if we've been joking around of the term toe tickler a little bit. Which oh, is yeah. whimsical for the record. Yeah. That is that is a fun, fun phrase, like you pointed out. Um, also, I just got to tell you, I think, Matt, you know this, uh, but I'll go public with it. My feet are kind of like hands. Like I can write with my feet, which is a super useless Dude. skill. Yeah, it's super useless skill. But uh, yeah, I'd but, say that when your <laughs> arms are both severed in a tragic, you know, thresher accident, which can happen. But the uh, the invasion of privacy there, the invasion of one's personal space, is is a real thing. And it, I'm also thinking that this may well be a situation where a lot of incidents have not been reported. You know, it takes uh, it takes a lot for someone to call up the law and say someone was messing with my toes. You know, imagine imagine how you would feel in that from that perspective. Like you would you would think not unreasonably that law enforcement might make fun of you, you know, sing yeah. this little piggy song or something. But uh, gross. That's my observation, Matt. Gross. Super gross. Old Rando, we believe you. Matt confirmed it. There's someone out there after toes. There is. There are a lot of people out there after toes, which leads me (laughs) to my final destination. (laughs) The place that I reached the, it's not the bottom of the internet. It's not. I I shouldn't make fun of this. I don't want to yuck anybody's yum. Mm. But I landed in a very specific place titled ticklingforum.com oh there's a whole documentary about this. there's a documentary about this and the dark side of it like i haven't seen it but it has a twist apparently i have not seen it but I, tickled is yeah, a thing and it's worth your time it is highly worth your time even though the lawsuits the follow and everything from the you know the bad guys within it uh it is worth your time in this case the tickling forum reminds me a lot of craigslist um and in it it's just people looking for toe ticklers uh, pages and pages and pages of requests for toe ticklers or specific toes a person wants to tickle or how they want to tickle it. And I'm scared, uh, even though it's just people's personal preferences and sure it's cool and people are into it. Sure. It's just, it's just a toe tickler looking for fun and a female companion toe ticklers looking for very specific know, feet. <laughs> if they were really about the game, would the gender matter at that point? I don't know. Well, I don't think any of us are here to kink shame. I mean, I think nope, people are into what they're not. into. Yeah. Uh, and just like people have a type in terms of a partner, in terms of like the type of people they're sexually attracted to, people that fixate on a particular body part are also going to have a type. And their feet come in all shapes and sizes and some mm. people are into like specific ones so that's well, what better place to find the one for you than an internet forum mm-hmm. yep and you can find it you can find it at <laughs> ticklingforum.com <sighs> wait that's literally the name yes okay okay well you know we ended up in a really wholesome place with this one i think as long as you're not hurting anybody is long as everyone has informed consent, then do do what thou wilt, but just hold the consent as a priority. Don't break into people's houses. Yes. And mess with their feet. 
I guarantee you, Toe Tickler, because I know you're out there and I know you're listening to this because I know you've got a Google alert. Listen, <laughs> go on ticklingforum.com and just request that you have. Oh, no, Ben, don't. <laughs> and just a request. Uh, hey, I'm into tickling and role play. Let me pretend to break into your house and tickle your toes. And somebody, I guarantee you, will be like, that sounds great because there's a lot of stuff out there. And you can find it at ticklingforum.com. All right, that's it. Oh, Rando, thanks for making me go through that. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Rando, thanks for bringing that story to our attention. You've really tickled our fancy. I don't know if that works there, but that's what happened. Uh, we'll be back with more messages from you. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hey guys, LeVar Arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma 
delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. And we have returned with a piece of correspondence from a good friend of the show named They Still Call Me Mailman. They Still Call Me Mailman says, Hey, Stuff They Don't Want You To Know crew, I recently re-listened to your September 14th, 2020 Strange News segment, including the mysterious mail dumps. It got me wanting an update on the Postal Service in general. The Postal Service Reform Act, H.R. 3076, recently passed the House and its counterpart in the Senate, awaiting President Biden's signature. It ends the pre-funding requirement you referred to and adds some other positive changes that will ensure viability for USPS for many years to come. I'd also like to hear about some of the issues Postmaster General Louis DeJoy, or Louis DeJoy, is involved in and your take on his future in the U.S. Postal Service. Maybe talk about the Board of Governors and how that works. And include the fact that the USPS is controlled by Congress but receives zero tax dollars to fund the operations. Just a few other notes. When you were talking about how mail goes to all areas and other delivery companies do not, you guys remember that? We're talking about like FedEx and Amazon and, you know, uh, what's the other one? UPS. Uh, All those, they still call me mailman, confirms this is true. And they still call me mailman says it's called, quote, last mile. And those other companies actually drop loads at the station for the U.S. Postal Service. Also, this is a fun fact. That little saying about neither wind nor rain nor dead of night, blah, 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 is not a postal policy thing or even an ad. It is a made up thing some guy came up with a long time ago and people latched onto it. I personally hate it and want people to stop trying to recite it to me. Thanks for the gratitude you expressed for USPS and all those that had to continue working throughout COVID. It was not easy and in fact was at times stressful, frustrating, and exhausting. But I also felt blessed that I still had a job and could continue to provide for my family. Uh, This is the kind of letter that we love because we're hearing from someone who is an expert, who is on the ground, who is confirming some things and raising some really important points here about conflicts of interest. Uh, So we we can do this a couple of ways. We can start with the fun stuff and end on this villainous postmaster. And I'm not being rude here. This is an observation. It's villainous. Uh, Or we can start with the bad news and then end on something a little wholesome. Do you all have a preference? Let's go bad news first. I want to know. I don't know anything about this. So I want to learn with you. (laughs) All right. Okay. So uh, this guy, DeJoy, 
is the current Postmaster General of the United States. The Postmaster General is a, um, it's a role like the Surgeon General, you know, the uh, person who warns you about cigarettes. They're like the king of the post office. DeJoy is the 75th Postmaster General of the U.S., and that makes him also the chief executive officer, CEO of the world's largest postal organization, period, full stop, not hyperbole. He started at this job in June of 2020, so he's almost two years in, but he has a lot of conflicts of interest. And I'd like to draw everybody's attention to some excellent reporting out of NBC Boston. This is uh, this article in specific reveals some documents that detail the conflicts of interest that this guy is embroiled within as we record today. It comes to us courtesy of a watchdog group known as Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington. Acronym fans will note that 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 sums up to CREW. So an outfit named CREW did a FOIA request, Freedom of Information Act request, that ultimately came through. And a lot of As Matt, Noel, and I can assure you, a lot of FOIA requests get rejected. It depends on what you're asking about. But these these documents detail how DeJoy started. Oh, actually, let me amend this. He started in 2020, but I believe it was in May. And he had to recuse himself from 12 different companies because he is he's a big time guy in private shipping, like the the folks who want to replace your local post office, specifically an outfit called XPO Logistics. XPO Logistics is a freight transit company that moves through 18 countries. So they're they're international. Uh, They're not they're not friends of your local mail carrier. Uh, He also gets a lot of heat politically because Before he got this position, we'll say it, we might ruffle some feathers, but the truth is the truth. He was a pretty big donor to the Donald Trump presidential campaign. And then he got this job as like the big guy in the post office. What do you think? I want to stop there, guys. Do you think that's pay for play? Does that sound sus to anyone? Yeah, possibly a little sus. Yeah, I I mean, I'm looking at the official statement, I guess, that was put out by the the Office of the Inspector General of the United States Postal Service. And even what they're just putting out there officially about the investigation into uh, DeJoy and his spouse, uh, there's a lot of money, first of all, (laughs) that they had in assets, specifically in those competitors you were talking about. Ben, uh, and they, they even mentioned UPS and JB Hunt, a major trucking company. They're, they're, of course, conclusion into an investigation for 2020, I guess, said, like, he's all good. We're good here. Don't worry. Everything's fine. <laughs> yes. The official finding was that meme of the dog in a house on fire. Everything's fine. Uh, 
Yeah, it's it's fascinating because in DeJoy's defense, he divested himself from many of these companies in August of 2020, so a few months after he took the job. But for people who are, you know, citizen watchdogs, if you live in the U.S., these watchdogs are apolitical. They're supposed to make sure that we hold the leaders and public servants of the country accountable. And one guy, Noah Bookbinder, who is the president of CREW, Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington, says the following. Noah says, quote, there was a period of time where the head of the Postal Service was making decisions where there could have been a conflict and he could have been thinking about his own financial interest rather than the interest of the Postal Service and the company. He's not saying that happened. That's an important distinction. He's saying that the opportunity was there. Uh, Call me cynical if we must, but uh, I'm not. I'm not persuaded without proof that this guy was on the up and up. There's a lot of scrutiny. And as a matter of fact, uh, to what you were saying, they still call me mailman. There is growing pressure for DeJoy to leave office. And there are protesters because the Postal Service does get a, a real rough time, especially in recent years or recent decades, you could say. And I'm starting to wonder if this is a full episode, like they still call me mailman, is asking us. Because, you know, the Postal Service, we take it for granted, but it's a big deal. It's it's a really cool thing for a country to have, and it works for you, you know, if you're listening to this in the U.S. If you're not in the U.S., you can still send us letters, uh, <laughs> but we... <laughs> But we are we are at time today. I suggest maybe we end on the um, the kind of wholesome thing. Is that cool? Yeah. Can I? I want to say something before we get wholesome. I'm going to put a call out right now, guys, right now, to change politics in America. I, I'm trying to be silly on purpose. Um, I think we need to find a way to get the ultra wealthy not so interested in the in politics and the political class. I don't know how you do that. I don't think it's possible because I think power and money kind of go hand in hand up a ladder there. But if there is a way that we could mandate, we could mandate non-wealthy people to be in positions like appointed positions like this, that don't have those connections. that are actually thinking about the betterment of people like them who don't have a lot of money, who need things like the postal service, so can, you, uh, can you kind of solve world hunger and create world peace while you're at it, man? Yeah, let's do cool. that. We need to have okay. the uh, not hungry people feed all of the hungry people. No, I'm just joking. Oh, you no it. Okay, nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> now it's just details, right? Uh, hurum, That's hurum, just hurum. working it out. <laughs> Something must be done. No, you're making a good point, too. There is a growing divide in the U.S. in particular, and it's it's honestly common in a lot of countries uh, between the people making the decisions and the people who deal with the consequences of those decisions. Like I, I talked about this in the past, the average age of a person in the U.S. is far lower than the average age of the high muckety-mucks in politics. Uh, also, the average income of a person in the U.S., I I suspect, I'd have to verify this, is probably lower than the average income of the people who are making decisions that affect those folks. 
you are spot on. I will say it's a pickle because we have that question of, um, you know, I used to think years ago, many years ago, decades, centuries ago, I used to think it'd be awesome to have broke people in Congress. I was like, I need someone who's got some, you know, they've got some debt. They like get what the average person is going through. But the problem with that is it also opens them up to corruption. And that's that's mm-hmm. something that the country will have to yep. navigate um, inevitably in the future. I know. Off the tail of your discussion about the age difference, right? I, I happened to jump onto NPR for a moment on the radio, and I was listening to uh, Katanji Brown's, uh, Jackson's hearings that are happening right now for Supreme Court, the nomination that she's like basically just having to talk to all these senators. The two senators that I heard speak, I didn't even know who they were. I was just listening to their voices. And it was just uh, someone talking to her like this. So we're interested to know about this. And it was just, I mean, it felt that you could feel the age difference just through the voices of people who are going to get to decide whether or not she gets to have that position. Uh, I don't know. I, I, th- this is just an observation. I don't know what it means. I think it's not a coincidence that these people also sound like the uh, the the tarnished undead. You know what I mean? Like they, they, they uh, <laughs> very spooky sounding folk. I just picture them with spindly, weird little fingers and claws, and like draped in cloaks. God, we've been playing this game too much, you guys. We just started. Uh, we just started. Also, we're at time, and uh, for anyone who isn't clear on that, uh, the four of us are. Navigating Elden Ring together uh, right now. Right now, Matt is uh, running point for us, but uh, Codename Doc and Noel and I are very much on the same page. Uh, we can't wait. We actually, I was talking about this on Twitter earlier. Uh, we actually spent <laughs> spent about a half hour yesterday just talking Elden Ring because I think um, I think Doc and Matt and I were so excited Noel when when you joined up so now we just got to get mission control on board if we can get them uh, and in the meantime we can't wait to hear your Elden Ring stories uh, just sew this up real quick we promise you something wholesome I think Elden Ring is good uh, but we want to confirm the words of they still call me mailman and we are going to do a Postal Service episode, the quote, neither snow nor rain nor heat nor gloom of night stays these couriers from the swift completion of their appointed rounds. That is not an official statement. USPS is generally cool with it, but it comes from a poem called The Letter by a guy named Charles W. Eliot. Thank you very much. They still call me mailman. Thank you so much, old rando. And thank you so much, Snickers, for telling us a little more about the center of the universe. It's a shame that we have to call it a day today, but we will be back next week with more letters, calls, posts, puns, observations from you. Da, 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 da.
gilded da, 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 da. Uh, gilded runes on the, mm. the twisted path you know Whetstone um, I, I saw a good one the other day by the way uh, it was one sorry more Elden Ring talk uh, there's these little messages that the users can write to other people it's an open world game everyone's actually technically online even though you're not always playing with other people but they're these little little gilded spots that you can read messages people leave you and they are often quite trolly and it was one where I was just like in this place and I was in a cellar and there was a message that says, beware of dead end. And it was just a dead end. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> but yeah, those or, you know, the, the Internet, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook, Twitter and YouTube. You can find us at Conspiracy Stuff, Instagram or Conspiracy Stuff Show. Uh, you can also find us in a more old school way, um, not runes, but a telephone call. Why not do that? Then you could be on one of these episodes that you're listening to right now. Yes, our number is one eight three three stdwytk When you call in, give yourself a nickname. We don't care what it is. You decide. It's going to be so cool. Just leave that, leave that nickname. And then you've got three minutes. Say whatever you'd like. Let us know if we can use that name and your message on the air at some point within that three minutes. And if you've got more to say that can fit in that three minutes, instead, why not consider sending us a good old-fashioned email? We are conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 
2025 QX80 coming this summer.